This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. It was a first league win since Boxing Day after a great two-minute goal-scoring spree. City rode out the remainder of the game to win at Middlesbrough. Rarely do they make it easy for us as they conceded in the 92nd minute after a second half where they looked a little too dissented for my liking, but a great three points on the road nonetheless. Lee's three words were lovely league double and that's our first double of the season. A league double in the ultra-competitive championship is always a great feat, and especially one against a team who's in and around you in the table. Team selection left me fearing the worst, given to recent individual performances of some of those selected, but the first half was sublime, and a second half, we showed a different side to our game to remain resolute almost to the end. A big test on Tuesday now to come. And Matt, you were there. Two minutes of pure ecstasy after two good goals, and after that, a few more chances, then five substitutions, ending up with only 30% possession. But how would you summarise that 90 minutes as a whole? Yeah, morning, mate. Morning, everyone. Um, I mean, it, it, it wasn't really two minutes, Patch. I think it was 20 seconds from the restart that we scored the second. But within a, a two-minute, you know, yeah, as you exactly. said, so, you going go. over the period, but in terms of, yeah. Um, first half, I thought we were brilliant. Um Opened them up numerous times, kept the ball really well, spread the play. Um, the press from Cornick and Naki Wells and Sam Bell was excellent. Defensively, we looked really sound. Um, and we made Borough look a, a really poor side. Um, we'll talk about, obviously, you know, the, 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 the way the game panned out. But had we taken two very, very, very reasonable chances... We could have put the the game to bed at half time, um, but that would have been um, that would have been unprecedented, wouldn't well, it? Well, it would have been un Bristol City <laughs> as well, wouldn't it? But I I sort of said to Tom, you know, as we're me and Tom are holding each other in each other's arms oh, at the second Christ. goal there going we in, go. <laughs> we weren't looking in each other's eyes. You never but hold no, me in your arms when no, I you're too big. You're oh, too right. big. Um, but literally, no, as we were celebrating, um, I said to Tom, "Oh Christ, we were two 0 up at home, there, weren't we at half time?" So you kind of knew that, yeah, this this isn't game over and then the substitution that the, the Cornick one in particular I found really strange and we did lose our way a little bit in the second half um and in particular and, and again apologies we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, but in particular on the right hand side um and then we ended up holding on and, and really it wasn't a game that we should have been holding on in um, we should have been out of sight. It should have been comfortable. And, you know, right up to the very last, well, until the final whistle, you weren't sure what would happen. Um, and from my point of view, it was doubly peed off because, um, as you know, I always put a little pound on for first goal scorer and the, the right result. And I had Jason Knight and 2-0 at 175 to 1. Um, <laughs> and throughout that second half, because it was looking really... Uh, you know, Alex Ferguson's squeaky bum time. Um, I was desperately trying to cash out and couldn't. <laughs> so in the end, I lost 175 quid or what would have been the cash out. But yeah. um, I said, I turned around to Tom and said, I take it. I'll take the win and not worry about <laughs> 175. So, yeah. But yeah, no, is it, yeah. it was uh, on the balance of play. It was a deserved win, but we could have made it so much easier for ourselves. 
Well, you've mentioned Tom a couple of times, and uh, I'm t- pleased to say our guest is back by unpopular demand. Northern Tom, Carlin Tom, come in, sir. How the devil are you? I'm very well, mate. Thank you for having me on again. Um, <laughs> what a great day it was yesterday, Matt. Really good to see you. And um, I was very surprised with the amount of people who came up to me yesterday to say hello to Northern Tom, and that's what they was calling me, which was nice. <laughs> and the amount, the amount of people who said that love the podcast and was asking where you two were, and I said, oh, the, the, Matt's upstairs if you want me to go grab him, but... Yeah, really, really good day out yesterday. I really enjoyed myself. Brilliant. Well, you don't seem too bad this morning after all those Carlins and a couple of Marjories on the train <laughs> no, on the way no. back. Well, the That's... thing was as well, we I'd sent him a location as to where we were pub-wise, and he went to the one next door. So I'm going, can't see you, mate. He went, oh, I'm next door. I'll suck this and I'll come in. <laughs> so it was one of those days for Tom. Yeah, I will just say as well, um, Ellie Jones will be very happy that you're on the podcast with Tom. She does love your Northern Tom voice. So, <laughs> <All right. yeah. laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Love it. Right, let's do our check-in. Um, Tom, do you want to kick us off? How are you out of 10 this morning? Um, well, g- given the hangover and um, feeling a bit delicate, um, I'd probably go for a good eight, to be honest. Uh, like I say, it was a really good day yesterday. Um, I'll, I'll go through the day in a little bit, but um, it, it was just a really, really good day. And it's always nice to wake up on a Sunday morning after a sea win. So, yeah, very good eight for me. Woke up this morning feeling fine. I think you're yes, uh, fine yes. with the lyrics. <laughs> and that must have been music to your ears. Matt saying that it, um, it the game changed when Cornet came off because you're obviously Cornet's number one fan. Yeah, well, I sat in, well, I think where I'm we were sure sat. I'm not sure he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where we were sat, there was about three or four lads behind us. And I think, I think that must have been the Harry Cornet fan club out in full yeah. thoughts yesterday. It was Cor- really Cornado, good. I think, was the term. Um, that was it. I heard. They, they were literally non-stop singing about him, but they were like, if he scores, we're on the pitch. Don't care, we're on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right, 8 out of 10 for Tom. I'm going to join you on an 8 out of 10 as well. I've um, had a good night's sleep. I got up this morning feeling fine, went for a walk. Uh, lovely morning, nice uh, crisp morning, and um, yeah, great win yesterday and the day ahead of us. So yeah, eight out of ten for me, Matthew. Yeah, I've got to be an eight as well. Um, you know, when you you travel eight hundred miles during a week, um, and you see a performance like we did in the FA Cup to be proud of, and then a performance yesterday, and importantly, a, a, a big three points. Um, yeah, you can't fill anything other than than at least an eight on a morning. So no, it was uh, yeah, brilliant, and I'm I'm a good eight. Sunday lunch um, out as well, so Ooh, looking forward to, to it. Yeah. Uh, the Swan at Swineford. Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, a couple of uh, little announcements this morning. So Zach Viner yesterday made his 150th league appearance. So congratulations to Zach. Birthdays this weekend, uh, listener to the show, Dan Healy. So happy birthday to Dan. And happy also, birthday, Danny. Happy yeah. birthday, mate. Player-wise, we've got um, Glenn Pennyfather's birthday today, legacy number 771, and Horder Magnuson. So here's to you, number 1077. Very good. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Um, six changes. Tanner, Pring, Gardner, Hickman, James, Cornick, and Wells all coming in. McCrory, Roberts, Williams, King, Mametti, and Conway coming out. So six changes. I can't remember the last time, Matt, we had six changes, but we lined up effectively 4-2-3-1. Max in goal, Tanner on the right, Viner, Dickey, Pring, James and TGH, Bell on the right, Knight, Cornick on the left, and Naki Wells. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, probably a, a little surprised at, at the volume of changes. I don't think there was um, 
any surprise that there would be changes because of of just how hard everybody worked during the week. Well, we knew the I suspensions, think, didn't we? Pring and exactly, you knew Pring and TDH were definitely going to come back in if fit, um, especially because of of Wednesday. And then it was a case of had Matty James recovered enough from the the injury that he had to be able to start. How was Joe Williams after playing the um, you know the, the the full game on Wednesday? Um, and me tweeting to in response to one from from Ian Gay that, you know, can we stop the, he can't play three games in a week. Um, he didn't play three games in a week. So Ian, you were right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and it was probably the forward elements patch um, because I didn't think on Wednesday that Harry Cornick or Naki Wells did enough to warrant starting. But Liam Manning knows, you know, for me, knows what he's doing. And he got it absolutely spot on in that first half. Whatever he'd said to, to Naki and to, to Cornick and to Sam Bell, and shout out to Sam Bell in particular, Patch, because irrespective of not getting stick from the fans on Wednesday, he will have been devastated, a local lad, to have missed that pen. And for him to start and put in a performance like he did was was spot on. So, yeah, surprised at the number of changes, but but Liam Manning got his spot on for me. Where are you, Tom, with the, the formation? Yeah, I, I think I do prefer a four at the back. I'm, I've never been a fan of a... Three, five, two. If I'm honest, I think we, I think you can lose a lot of, not necessarily attacking moment, momentum, but I think it's a little bit, uh, what's the word? Um, it, it's not as positive as a flat back four for me. I feel like we get much more out of our front three a, with a back four. But yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I haven't got any issues with the three, five, two. But certainly, first half when we played with a back four, I thought it's certainly for 20 minutes or so. It's some of the best football I've seen us play this season. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, yeah, it's good to see a bit of variation. And we've seen in the past, Matt, haven't we, with managers from years gone by, that it's often been a case of square peg round holes. But I think what I like to see from Liam is it's playing players in their best positions due to availability and fitness. Exactly that. Um, and when you've got, I mean, I think I think we're fortunate at the moment that in <clears> the back you've got players like George, well, like the Ford, Tanner, Dickie, Viner, Pring, who are consistently performing week in, week out. So it gives you a solid base. When you add in, you've then got McCrory and Roberts who can play in there. Um, you know, he, he now knows that he can look at his squad and if he needs to rotate, he can. Um, I did think it tight. Although, yes, Naki played that sort of central one, we did get really close to him. So it didn't ever feel necessarily like it was a, a complete one. Um, but I agree with Tom. I think... If you play the three-five-two, you've got to have wing back wing backs that can really bomb on and get crosses in the box, and we don't seem to do that. So a four feels like we're we're more settled in. Certainly, the way that first half panned out defensively, we looked so sound um, that yeah, it, it 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 definitely made us look a bit more solid. I think. Okay, uh, on the bench we had Bajic, McCrory, Roberts. Knight LaBelle, Williams, Mametti, King, Mabude, and Conway. So a strong bench. And also great yep. to see Rob Atkinson get 45 minutes yesterday for the under-21s and Harvey Wells-Richards appearing for the first time in a number of months. So yeah, really good, good to see. Yeah, and we'll have to wait a little bit until we see Mabude come on. Um, so comes come Tuesday, we may see number 1177 on the pitch, Matt. Yeah, we... We were surprised. Um, I think the way that we played the first half, it it felt with a bit of pace, we were really going to get at them. And, you know, again, Wells, Bell and 
Cornet caused real problems running at them. And with what I've read of Mabude, um, you know, he he has that that sort of out and out pace. You kind of felt that that would be a change that would be made and not the one that got made. So, you know, may, maybe, and again, we, we don't know. It's, he's, I don't know how much, I think you know, he played three games, hasn't he, in, in Belgium. So he's not, not necessarily played a lot of football. So they want to make sure that he's physically capable um, before, you know, bringing him in. So, you know, we, we may very well see him on Tuesday, um, you know, in what will be a really, really tough game. Um, but yeah, good, good. You know, the important thing is, Patch, we're looking at the bench and you're seeing strength and then you've got to come in mm. Atkinson, Twine, Naismith, Sykes, Benarus. You know, then then you're, t- and sessions. the way that football pans out sessions, the way that football pans out, you know, there may be injuries then that mean that, you know, others drop out kind of thing. But um, it, it starts to feel like we're now getting a, a really good squad together. The shame was, I, I was hoping that Sykes might have been involved um, in the the under twenty ones, and when when we were in the pub, me and Tom were chatting and sort of said, you know, may, maybe that's because he's mm. on, he's travelled. You know, he's on he's on the bench sort of thing. You, you didn't know. see him, did you? No. We, well, we looked at the video as they were getting off, and obviously it didn't show show him getting right. off the, the the bus. And no, didn't didn't see him. Obviously, we're at the far far side of the ground. Um, do they take because the they, they've got the the substitute? So yesterday yep. we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and so we had the full nine, yeah, um, which we haven't always had in, no, in, no, in yeah. games this yep. season. Don't but they we also did t- West Brom, did we? No, but they also take a, a couple of extra. I know I saw yeah. Luke. Uh, I saw Luke Thomas. Is it Luke Thomas? Luke Thomas was warming up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. I saw his shirt hung up in the dressing room on the pictures. Yeah, he was on the pitch warming up the, the players. And then, well, and then they have an, another right field player, presumably, to, to come in. I, I guess so. Um, and it's it was one of the things that that used to happen with the youngsters, wasn't it? You sort of got to travel and experience, you know, the the first sort of team atmosphere. So yeah, I don't know. I certainly did. I I didn't see Sykes on the on the pitch but again you're, you're at Borough you're quite a distance away so um, but no no one else kind of mentioned it so okay right let's get into the match then into the minutes as coined by Adam Gould all right so got that in yes, there for him good show yeah um, we'll come he, on to his slope did, rating he, later. He did boo about that a little bit, didn't he? So Yeah, yeah exactly. At least, right. it, at least he'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Just like to put my arm around him now. Yeah, deservedly. I mean, he saved me a space at Wednesday, so yeah, he's, he's worth a shout out. Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, well, that's coming up, yeah. Talk about <laughs> <that>. Right, <laughs> let's get into the minutes then. Fifth minute, corner to City. Dickie up for it after being involved in a coming together minutes earlier. Comes out to Tanner who shoots on target but doesn't trouble the keeper, Tom. So an, an early sight on goal for George Tanner. Yeah, he's um. how many goals has George Tanner scored for? He scored it posh away, didn't he? He scored when... posh away and I think yeah. he might have got one other maybe. Okay, go on, on. He definitely got posh away. You looking, Padger? Yeah. Yeah, uh, right. tell you now, he has scored a sum total of one goal for Bristol yeah. City. No, sure yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I was, I was there for that as well. It was raining, wasn't it? Yeah, it uh, was. yeah, uh, yeah, just a good chance by George, really. I thought he was a bit unlucky for it not to, I know, get a little deflection and bouncing, but it was a positive start as well. And I was fearing the worst as well when I, um, when Dickie went down because it looked like it could have been a lot worse than what we, it was. We weren't we sure were what it was, were we? Yeah, we, I wasn't sure if it was head or, or knee. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's a bit bizarre, to be honest, but then, obviously, he got up and he carried on growing. Mm. Okay, into the 12th minute, a moustached 
Kornick is away down the left-hand side and forces a good save from Glover from a right-footed shot, Matt. So he carried the ball forward really well. The The actual stride was good and the ball was in a good position for him to get his shot away. Um, but you could say he, he should have put it in a different position or you could say a good save from the keeper. This is the one-on-one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for me, he will be disappointed he doesn't finish. I think he... He had all of the goal to aim at, and it was a nice flight for the keeper. Um, and just would have, it would have been a great start for Harry Cornick. Um, and he, you know, we can't hide from the fact he is a player that really is Marmite, and I'm not even sure he's Marmite um, for lots of fans. I was so disappointed with him Wednesday, but his first half yesterday was excellent, and and we were both me and Tom desperate for him to get on the score sheet yesterday because he he was proper up for it um new new hairstyle new tash I'm not you know you, you can compare him to a number of people one of whom I'm not gonna do because no, yeah, you, you shouldn't um and there were lots of sort of 70s adult movie references and things like that with uh with this this tash but yeah he had a good start I just felt it was just a maybe a little bit safe um and that's probably down to confidence. Um, but I mean, in the end of the day, yes, the keeper has to make the save. So he makes him work. But I just feel he will be disappointed he didn't take that away. Okay. 16th minute, Tom. Dickey bursts forward out of defence. And you think, he's going to take this on and shoot now. We've seen this yeah. for QPR. We've not really <laughs> seen it that much for, for Bristol City. But he does find Jason Knight with a fantastic through ball. And Knight shows great skill to bring the ball under control. And then he does what can only be described as a shake it up baby now, twist and shout, and uh, manages to finish it in the net, Tom. So that heart in the mouth moment, but uh, a goal and a great goal from Jason Knight. Yeah, I didn't know what he really did at first because it was a great ball in from Dickey and I'm desperate for him to have one of them shots, by the way, you know, from outside yeah. the box that ends up in the top bins. I don't even know if he's had a shot from distance for us yet. But um, yeah, absolutely brilliant touch by uh, Jason Knight, which watching the highlights back this morning, I saw him wearing the um, new Predator boots, which I absolutely adore. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I absolutely love them boots. And um, so looking at, and again, looking at the replay, it looked like the ball came in a bit too hard. So it was a great touch by Knight. Mm. Twists his man and sticks in the bottom corner. And I hate to keep going back to old goals and bringing up the past and stuff. But it reminded it reminded me of the goal that Andy Wyman scored at Derby a few years ago when oh, he was yeah. in the box. Yeah. He, he turned yeah, yeah. and did exactly the same thing. But yeah, it was a really good goal. And it was um, exactly what we needed at that time. I think Matt, the key we... thing with it was, if you look, when he, t- he sort of, well, we, we all thought, why aren't he at the first time? Mm. And as you say, when you watch it back, you can understand Patch. But as he twists it round, he gets an extra little touch with his left that just takes it that little bit further away from the goalkeeper mm. to then be able to slot it in. Yeah, it was a, it was a really tidy finish. It just shows, Matt, um, we've, we've said about Jason Knight not being a, a number two yeah. alongside a, a Conway or... Or a Wells, but um, composure in the box was fantastic. He just had that awareness, didn't he? he? Knew what you know, knew that the first option wasn't on, and and again, when you watch it back, great, great ball by Dicky. But for Knight to have taken the position he did, and I think he almost kind of stops, and then the defender moves away from him, so he he takes that that position. But yeah, it's the, it's all about the first touch and and then that spin. I'm still, I'd, I'd like to think. 
when we have everybody back and with what we want to do in the summer, I still see Knighty in the midfield um, and not in, in that sort of further forward role. I still don't feel it's, it's natural for him in there. But the way that he was pressing and really going at them, you, you don't want him to come out of that role because you haven't got anybody else really that's going to fill it. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good finish. It's something that Liam Manning's talked about that they want, you know, he's working on his finishing and he's getting better at it because he's putting the work in, he's studying. So, and Liam Manning's big on that, isn't he? So, yeah. When everyone's fit, presumably Liam Manning will want to play a certain way every time yeah. and not necessarily change it because you don't have to do the, you know, fitting to who's available if everyone's available. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to to sort of find well, out. Twine will come in. Twine will come in in that 10, wouldn't he? Yeah, but and in terms of in terms of yeah. how we set up, will it yeah. will it be yeah, yeah, will. will it yeah. be this sort of um four two well, three one? Or even the... with what he has planned for next year with with Max Bird coming in and where, you know, obviously we don't know which players because we've we've got a number that are out of contract that are still going to be in and around it. Mm. But when you've had performances like you've had from Joe Williams over the last six weeks and Matty James in particular yesterday, um and I, I, Liam Manning really likes Matty James, that's clear. But obviously, it will all come down to terms and come down to family and all of those kind of things as well. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it's You wonder when we'll get to that stage. Maybe we might see it in the coming weeks because pretty much everybody should be back fit, I think. Even um, sort of Iman is, is back training, I believe. Um, so we might be seeing, you know, maybe um, end of Feb, March, everybody available, and then we'll get to see that patch, yeah. Okay, right. So, as you say, Matt, 20 seconds after the restart, a James interception from Borough team that we're all at sea. And James is away. He's given space and he shoots near post, in off the post, and finishes well for 2 0, Matt. So, must have been going absolutely crackers in the away end. Well, we were still celebrating the first one, really. <laughs> um, there was, un unfortunately, we, we only had, I think, I'd say we only, again, referencing how far it was, I think we had like 500 fans. So, as you've been before, we were really right in the corner. We didn't have the extra sort of segment along. And there was a lad um, in the borough end wearing a, a white sort of tracksuit. And he became <laughs> he became the focal point of the City Away fans, along with his girlfriend. And there were lots of taunting at him still going on after the first goal. The, the, the interception and then James's run. And we're all kind of thinking, go on then, idiot. And when he did, you then almost... <laughs> Hang on, it's gone in. Like, what's what's gone on? We're, we're tuning up in twenty seconds. Great finish, Patch. You and when you watch it back again, his shape and everything makes it look like he's going to try and bend it into the goalkeeper's left as he's diving. Yeah, and he reverses it, gives him the eyes. It was a cracking finish, and absolutely, totally justified. Matty James in terms of his performance he'd been superb in those opening periods his experience on the ball the way he was controlling the ball popping it off little receiving it back his movement yeah it was brilliant and well deserved and then obviously his, his celeb which um, we subsequently discovered it was because they were basically doing walking football the day before. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Is that yeah. was that because of the fact that we'd played so much football? I think so. Yeah, and it was a case so. of right let's walk this through kind of thing. 
exactly. Um, and he was sort of saying that there was a few of them doing speed walking and that was what he ended up doing. So yeah. but Liam Manning <laughs> said he hadn't seen it and was going to watch it back to decide whether he was going to be fined or not. <laughs> well, yeah, so, quite, yeah. Give, giving away, giving away uh, training, training exactly. tactics. Yeah, but it, was a, it was a great goal. And, you know, we, we were in delirium, you know, to, to, to 2-0 up away at Borough, but playing as well as we were playing, mm. you just kind of thought, but as I said, we, we, um, we or I quickly tried to get everybody back down to earth by saying, look, we were tuning up at Ashton Gate and look what happened. So Did you do the old, um, I think it was Ralph Hasenhutl, wasn't it, who ran down the touchline? Ran on and, and then, calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Not quite, not quite. Brilliant, yeah, great finish. Um, right, 20 minutes then goes by, 37th minute. Cornick brings the ball out of the city half with one nutmeg and then threads a lovely through ball to Sam Bell with another nutmeg who is in on goal, well-timed run, well-timed pass with Glover on the floor for a split second. He opts to shoot when probably he could have gone round the keeper with the pace he possesses. And then at the other end, Max makes an important save and Sam Bell seconds later is up the other end again and shoots high and wide. So a, a, a minute there, Tom, where Sam Bell has a really good chance, a half chance, and a good save from Max. Yeah, and going back to uh, Cornick, I didn't actually know he had a moustache until you mentioned it. I've had to just go have a look at the picture, and he looks <laughs> amazing, by the way. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to have to sort something. I need to get a frame picture or something for my office. But yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't even realise he nutmegged him either. That, that just makes yeah. it even better for me. <laughs> I love, yeah. love that. I'm going to have to watch these highlights back properly. Uh, yeah, for, for me though, I think Sam Bell should have been trying to round the keeper there to tr- try and score. And if we did, would have been 3-0 up. And you'd like to think, even though I know we did win the game, that would have been that definitely would have been game over. Um, as a striker myself, I, I only play a bit, little bit of five-a-side these days. Um, I, I was really disappointed in Sam there. I really felt like he could have took an extra touch, knocked it around the keeper and gone for it. As we say, that the keeper was on the floor. He, he slipped, didn't he, Matt? When um yeah, yeah. When um uh sorry, Sam was running through, but what a ball through by Cornick as well, by the way. And I'm I'm not just saying that because I'm a big Harry Cornick fan. It was a great ball and it was a great um little bit I of I just really liked the timing of the ball, the timing yeah. of the run. So often we've seen Conway or someone make a run and and then the ball's not given. Mm. Um, which that was fantastic to see. It just, it just, City were exuding confidence at that point, Matt. And um, Sam Bell running through there. I mean, I can't remember in recent seasons him having too many one to ones with a goalkeeper like that. So he would have had a big decision to make. Yeah, I mean, you, you think back to the goals that he scored against Swansea. Um, showed the real composure. I I do kind of wonder whether the keeper slipping, whether that threw him a little bit as well. Um, look, I mean, let's let's make no bones about it. He he has to score there. You know, it's not it's not a good finish. Um, and it, it for me at that stage, it, it really would have put the game to bed. But um, I think it's something that they they probably need to work on a little bit because, in fairness, even Tommy Conway's missed a couple of you know one on ones this year. Um, so you know you'd like to see him perhaps do a little bit more of that. But um, yeah, Sam, Sam knows he should have scored, um, but it didn't let his head drop from that point of view, which was was important. Um, and so you know was um, was there again for the the next opportunity, and, and again just rushed that one a little bit, and it was high and wide. But yeah, it, it, it's one of those. But great, a great turn of speed from from Cornick as well. Um, mm. He did so so well to get away. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, a really good move from him. 
And uh, in, in all that as well, Tom, there was a, a good save from Max O'Leary who kind of kept the momentum going and led to Sam Bell's second chance in a matter of seconds. Yeah, Max's shot stopping's up there with the best in the league for me. He had, he had a really solid game yesterday as well. But, but like, like you say, he's, um, I think I think the thing for, for me with Max is I really like him as a keeper, but I just feel like, I don't know if it's coaching or if it'll be instinct. You two might know a little bit more. But when he does save, he's, it just seems to always go back into a little bit of danger, but I don't know if that if that's instinct or if that's something that can be coached out of him. I would like, I think I would, I guess it's easier said than done, isn't it? I think I probably would like him to try and catch the ball a little bit more, or if he does parry the ball, parry it down, then he can collect it, and then he can roll the ball out quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's something that he does plan to do, but sometimes mm. with the with yeah, swats, yeah, you, you can't swats know, on can, the yeah. ball and um, you know seeing it late and things like that. Horrible position goalkeeper as well, isn't he? Make one mistake, and yeah, you're, and you're you're under the microscope. Yeah, but, but it, I mean, it's the the first first important thing is to is to save the ball from going in the net, mm. and then and then the second thing is to try and push the ball into a point of no danger or to catch it. So, yeah, pr- primary goal achieved, but uh, secondary goal. Have you got a scuff, scratch, or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Um, right, halftime summary from Rob. Wow, what a half. 2 0 up going into the break, and it could have been more. A tweak in formation to a more familiar 4-2-3-1 and some potentially surprising changes in personnel. But we've looked energised and much more threatening in attack. Really good pressing by us forced both of the opportunities leading to our goals. Turning the ball over initially high up the field. Knight managed to sort his feet out just in time to take it wide of the keeper and sweep it in for our opener following an inch perfect through ball from Dickey. Then James almost immediately made it two with a great strike taken early from 20 yards. With the home fans swiftly onto their team's backs with a chorus of boos, we continue to push them back and dominate. There's been times where we've had to defend, but in the main have looked resolute and Bell could have made it three when released through the centre five minutes before the break. Perhaps lacking a bit of confidence, but should have been more incisive and probably looked to go around an advancing keeper. We need to keep up the energy in the second half with plenty of options to come off the bench to keep things fresh. Matt, there was a change on halftime, and we've kind of mentioned it already, but uh, Cornick coming off, Mametti coming on, the post-match, Liam saying that he was a bit leggy, Harry Cornick. I was really surprised. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was a moment that he was taking on some fluids and and sort of talking to um, to Liam in um, Hoggy sort of before the the halftime whistle. Um, but I I was surprised with because of how well he played. I thought that he must have had a knock. So I thought there was something in it. Well, you'd, you'd um, expect him to get to 60 minutes, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Especially as he hadn't played on Wednesday to the same, le- you know, the, the same um, period of time as, as others had. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a knock. And when, when Liam sort of said he thought he looked a little bit leggy, I just thought he was causing them problems. So I was surprised he didn't at least give it 10 minutes from that point of view. And the change that he then made in terms of Anis coming on um, and and not giving Mabude the, the run out, that also surprised me, maybe even Roberts to a certain extent. I know it's a, it was a forward position, but he could have he could have adjusted things. But he also changed shape, um, and I think that was a large factor as to what the way the second half panned out. So yeah, it, it was a surprising one for me, Patrick. I've got to be honest. And if it was a leggy decision, 
I think he could have left it for another 10, 15 minutes. I know um, Liam's up on all the stats and everything, Tom. Um, maybe the maybe the data said time to bring Harry Kornick off. Maybe so, but I, I agree with Matt. I think, well, I agree with both of you, I guess. I think we should have at least given them the 10 minutes because, look, we could have gone out. We could have um, scored in the first couple of minutes, make it 3-0. The game's, the game's dead. And then we could have gone, right, okay, Harry's um, legs have not gone. He's he's knackered, say, and then we could have brought him off and mm. brought Anis on then. But if it was a dated decision, it is what it is. But um, I certainly wouldn't be bringing him off at our time. I would have at least given him five, ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Right. 49th minute after good build up down the right hand side, it eventually culminates in a ball across the pitch from Wells to Pring. He knocks it round his man, shoots left footed across the keeper, but saves. So a shot on top target there for Cam Pring, Matt. Yeah, good effort. N- never really troubling the keeper. It was a it was a routine save, but good to see Cam getting forward um in, in that position, yeah. 51st minute, Max called into action after a neat move from Borough ended with a Greenwood shot. Greenwood was starting to come into that game more and more, Tom. Um, and Max had a lot of questions asked of him. That was the first first of a number. Yeah, and he answered all the questions as well, didn't he, Max? Um, was that the sort of like one-on-one chance where they put him through for it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I thought Max did well to come off his line there and <clears throat> put in a good save, but... I'll be honest with you, Patch. The second half is a bit of a little bit of a I'm not, yeah. not going well, to. Tom, Tom is uh, Tom is now leaving the podcast because he can't. <laughs> um, actually, actually, it's the 55th minute. Um, you know, minutes later, Max makes himself really big, comes out well to close down a Borough shot from Greenwood after a neat ball from former City target Finn Azaz. Matt, what did you make of of Finn Azaz? Do you know what? I, I I wish Patch I'd gone. I'd sort of thought about it beforehand and, and really focused on him. Um, I didn't and didn't really notice him. That was the first moment moment I really noticed was it, him. Yeah, was that through ball. Yeah. Um, but we just seemed to be very very open. Um, really from that point on, and and there were sort of big gaps between Rob and and Zach, and they just seemed to find pockets that they then had a free man. And I have to say a vast majority of it was coming down the right-hand side um, through Luke Aylin. Now, just to give a little bit of balance, as well as Cornick played in the first half, he did let Luke Aylin run on him two, three times, um, which caused a bit of danger. But Mimetti in the second half, I'm I'm at a loss as to how we didn't get a message across to Mimetti that he needed to keep his eye on ailing more than he did the amount of space that he allowed him because he kept coming inside and that you know that might be what was coached because you narrow down the pitch or what have you uh, make it a bit you know um, compacted in the midfield but Ailing just had acres and had the run on him and he just kept letting him go and letting him go and letting him go um, and, and it, we, of, um... we could all see it in the stand um, and yeah it, it was almost disbelief and, and the message just didn't seem to get on there and you did then start to feel that it was only going to be a matter of time before Borough scored because they just seemed to be carving us open at will, really. What sort of reaction did Luke get? Um, a couple... Oh, no. no, I can't say. Yeah. There was there was a couple of chants that, yeah, questioning <laughs> um, his gender. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mean, actually, nothing more or less than probably anybody else. I don't... He didn't really get any kind of recognition, which was a bit of a shame. And he didn't really get too much abuse, which is was obviously good. So, yeah, it was almost like he was just any other opposition player, really. Yeah, I can't, I can't even say that. I, 
knew, well, I, I knew he went up to Borough, but it wasn't until someone mentioned, well, Luke Aylin's going to have a lot of space. I went, oh, God, yeah, Luke Aylin. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone made much of a thing about it, really. Did they? No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. Okay. Well, not not too many people there to to um, to pick up on it, I suppose. But, no, it's uh, true, yeah. Right, 57th minute, it's a double change. McCrory on for Bell, uh, Conway on for Wells. And at this point, uh, Tom, we seem to go to more 3-4-2-1. Um, so Tanner, Viner, Dickey, McCrory and Pring wide, TJ and James in the middle, Mameti, Knight um, in behind Conway is how I sort of saw it. Is that how you saw it and your thoughts on those changes? Yeah, I think I probably saw it the same way as you, Patrick, if I'm honest. Um, I was really excited to see McCrory. I can't even pronounce his name, God. And um, that's the first time I've seen, I've seen him play for us. So I was, I was really excited to see that. I thought, uh, well, uh, yeah, sorry, Conway coming on, I thought that would probably give us a little bit more pace because, uh, not saying that Wells isn't quick, but Conway's got probably a little bit of legs on him these days. But I thought that when we was at our most dangerous, it was probably when we was playing off that sort of last man, similar to the bell chance in the first half. So I thought if we could have given a ball, through ball to Conway, then we could have hopefully gone and grabbed a third goal. But positive changes and, like I say, probably a little bit of a formation change. What mm-hmm. minute was it? 60th minute? That was 50, the 50th 50, minute. 57th. So. 57th, yeah, coming up to 60th minute. So a little bit little bit of a formation change, trying to control the game until full time. Yeah, um, so that was the first sort of change. And then 69th minute, Matt Williams comes on for James. And we seem to go more 5-4-1 at this point. And uh, it's a discussion point because so many times in the past, we go 2-0 up, 1-0 up, and then we revert to being quite defensive and inviting the pressure on. Uh, that's kind of how I felt it went in the last 20 minutes for you, Matt. Agreed. Absolutely spot on. Um, I think there's a a degree of um, naturalism, if that's a word, um, that you do kind of try and defend your lead. Um, We couldn't get out with the ball. And and, uh, as I say, we were giving them so much space on the right. The balls were coming across the box. I mean, you know, they had one that... that, um, got disallowed as well. I don't know if we've got to that point yet, Patch, but the one that was disallowed where you're kind of thinking, oh my God, if they scored now, and that was fairly early, um, about 70 odd minutes, 77 minutes maybe, um, you're then thinking, right, we're going to be right up against it. But yeah, Borough really got on top of us. And I think we we just reverted to the, almost kind of saying, right, we've got a 2-0 lead, we'll defend it. <laughs> and in fairness, we, we did defend really well. Yeah. But we were reliant on Max O'Leary making a number of really, really big saves, um, and you just didn't want to see it because we knew we had we knew we had them. So the change of shape just seemed to knock us off our stride a little bit, and we just couldn't really get anything going going forward. But Williams coming on in the 69th minute for James, yeah. um, he had a as you'd expect in the form that he's in, he had a real impact. He was coming in, blocking, getting his foot in. There was one bit of skill on the left-hand side, Tom, where he sort of jinks in, got to the byline, carried it down the field, passed inside. So he is so hungry at the moment. Yeah. Give him what he wants, honestly. he, he Since Man's coming, he has been phenomenal. And he's been a player who I've always liked. And I'm not sure if it's just because I always stick him on my bet builders because he always gets a yellow and it's good for that. But <laughs> he's... he's, he's um, He's just a real good player and he's, you know, he's good around the dressing room. He seems to be one of those players who the players really like being around. He seems to be the centre of all the banter and stuff in the dressing room as well. It's a no-brainer for me to give him a new contract and just just this form recently, it has mm. been really, really good. I just wish he'd 
you know, maybe top it off with an extra goal or two here and there. But um, I guess if he does that, though, you're probably, you're probably looking for a bigger move come the summer rather than <laughs> staying with us. But um, yeah, absolutely brilliant, Joe Williams. I'm really, really happy with him at the minute. Okay, 71st minute, Max forced to double punch clear after a shot from the edge of the edge of the box takes a slight deflection on the way in as Borough are now peppering the City half, Matt. You might not have picked up on that little deflection, but when uh, Max comes out and does a sort of street fighter Hadouken-style double punch, um, it did take a little deflection on the way in. Right, yeah, no, didn't didn't see that. Um yeah, as I said, just echoing what I said before, they they really were, you know, all over us, and and you did just feel it was a matter of time. Um, Dickie Viner were having to stand up, but in particular George Tanner. George Tanner's defending yesterday was top top drawer. Um, I thought he was excellent yesterday. Um, but yeah, we we as I say, just open a hold it. I, I'm to be fair, I'm desperately trying to get Wi-Fi signal to, to cash out <laughs> at this stage. But yeah, <laughs> you're not even concentrating on the game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right. So. There's an interesting moment, and I I've, I don't know why. I've always had the assumption that you're allowed five subs over three instances, and we made our fourth instance bringing Roberts on for Pring. But because we made a change at half time, maybe that doesn't count. Any views? I did ask Lee Paul, but um, I had no response. I honestly don't know. I know that you're right around. You can make it in so many instances. Um... Maybe but because yeah, it was half time, it wasn't a stoppage. Maybe it's three stoppages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if if anyone does know, please do get in touch on Twitter at 3PIAPC. Tom, I don't look like you've got a clue. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think some football manager. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can make, what is it, five subs, but then it says that you've had one uh, three yeah, stops. Here's your answer. Teams yeah. are permitted a maximum yeah. of three opportunities, excluding half time, uh, to make substitutions are. during normal time. I think that was uh, Julian Warner who put that in the WhatsApp group. So he's... Well, well done, Julian. Very true. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that change. Roberts for Pring. <clears throat> um, as Greenwood fires into the roof of the net, but is adjudged offside. Now, watching that watching that back, that is very, very tight. If that's a City goal, I'm not very happy at all. But a warning shot nonetheless, Matt. Yeah, Um the flag went up, I'm sure, before he even struck, you know, hit the ball. Um, and I, I don't know whether any of the City players recognised that or... Um, but, yeah, we were... We'd gone from, you know, oh, my God, we're going to be right up against it to celebrating and giving the guy in the white tracksuit extra stick um, <laughs> because it hadn't been a goal. Because him and his mate were celebrating wildly for us to oh, have right, to point yeah. out that it was offside. But, yeah, I mean... From where we were, mate, we couldn't we couldn't see how close it was or whether it should or it shouldn't have been. So yeah. Okay. Uh 92nd minute is an ailing ball across the box, and the shot is deflected in off the back of Silvera uh Tom. So you just think 92nd minute, they're gonna have another another <laughs> chance, which they which they do. Um, but Max could do nothing about that, and I don't think Silvera could do anything about it either. No, it was it was an unfortunate goal, wasn't it? But just to go back to the to, to the goal, obviously, um, I couldn't. I, I didn't even know it was a goal. Um, I saw, I saw it. I saw what happened, and then mm. none of the fans really celebrated. Well, the fans had yeah. fan, yes. all gone. Yeah, none of the fans celebrated. So I was just like, oh, what's going on? And then once I saw the Middlesbrough players, they weren't even running. They were sort of like yeah. just jogging back to the halfway line. And I was thinking. Mm. 
well, hoping not, but if, if that was City, I'd want them to be running, getting the ball back down and trying to go out for another goal. But yeah, It, it almost was, looked like the ref was waiting for the line yeah. to have given a decision. And then he almost kind of went, hmm. all right, it's a goal. And then kind of pointed to the halfway line. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was really random. Yeah, just like an odd happened. sequence of events there. Yeah, um, and then nothing happened. Yeah, so we're, I think it was five minutes of of injury time. In the ninety fourth minute, uh, there's a free kick on the edge of the box, and um, I get an alert on Bet three six five to say it's two two. Uh, so God really? knows what happened. Yeah, God knows what happened there. But I was expecting that to then be a goal and. I just couldn't believe it. So I went from agony to ecstasy as the <laughs> as the full-time whistle goes and and it's not a goal and we've we've managed to win. So uh very random, very random there. But um Matt, we've said in the past about you know former managers and and having that passion. We love the passion of a Steve Cottrell. I don't know about you, well, I do know about you, but um that uh, get the F in three punches salute from Liam Manning at the end, that is that goes goes a long way for me. That that sort of thing. Do you know Patchen and? No, I was going to talk about previous regimes and stuff, but no, that's gone. No, I um, just say previous yeah, managers. It's 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 the fact that Liam Manning makes sure the players all come over, and he, he's very keen on making sure there's that connection. But he also comes over, and we started the kind of whoa as he's walking from sort of the center of the pitch. Um, and we probably had to restart it about five or six times. And as he gets close, you run us, out of puff. He's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's cheating us up for it to be a little bit louder. And then obviously he, he goes and does it. And it's it is one of those things you want to see. I mean, I, I talked about it in the week how I think you can go too far. I'm not a fan of Arteta and Klopp the way that they go about it. Certainly Arteta, the way he runs down the touchline, very Mourinho-esque. Mm. Um, that's not for me. I find that disrespectful. No, I can't, I can't um, ever see Liam doing that. No, 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 absolutely. And, and Manning does it after the game and, and you know, sort of comes over like he does. Mind you, but Lee, it's, John- it's Lee Johnson swinging the, the ball boy around is a moment. It is, and I'm, I am contradicting myself there, but I do <laughs> think when you're, pl- when you're playing a team like we were playing Man United and what it then meant, yeah, yeah, he's slightly different. I mean, I, I suppose you could argue everyone lost you know, their heads, but for Arsenal, that he lost his head because it was a great win against the rival in Liverpool. But I just find mm. that at that level, it's not the same as what it was for us against Man United and then getting through to a semi final. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of your point, and actually, I mean, yeah, it shows the passion. Maybe I'm just a bit anti Arteta because I don't like it, the bloke, but <laughs> um, Liam Manning gets the connection. Um, you know, I know he did it at Oxford because I've seen him. I've seen clips when he did it at Oxford. Um, but it's good to see. We won't necessarily remember that performance yesterday and years to come, but we will remember the victory, and you will remember the goals and the way that we felt kind of going back. In you know, it's 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 great when you, you're able to spend time with 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 mates like Tom and then similarly with Adam on Wednesday, watching your team put in the effort, and that's. As fans at any level, that's what you want more than anything. And if you if you lose a game, but you've shown the effort, then you can kind of take that. And it was a bit weird, really, Patch, because as we're walking out yesterday, there was a bit of an air of disappointment's the wrong word, but just kind of why do we make it that difficult for ourselves? That that should have been a comfortable mm. three, maybe four nil win. Um, and yet it wasn't. But um walking out with borough fans, lots of borough fans really complimentary about us saying, you know, the, the football that we played in the first half, especially. So now it's good to see. And and I I do personally feel that Liam Manning 
is starting to get things right and you can see what he's trying to do in the, the sort of style that he wants to play, the kind of players that he wants. Um, and I, I do think that it's exciting times. I don't think it will be this season. I don't think we'll finish in the playoffs. Um, but I do think it, it gives us great heart for, for what's to come next season and beyond. Yeah, and uh, that goal, Tom, from Middlesbrough, cost us a place in the league. I don't know if you noticed that. Would we have gone above them? Yep. Yeah, uh, goal, goal difference. difference. Yeah, yeah. I was speaking to a couple of um, Middlesbrough fans on the train home, and they they was mentioning that we went above them, and I said, I'm pretty sure we haven't. And then I checked it, then I noticed that was both on zero goal difference. But um, and on a side note, Middlesbrough fans, really, really friendly. They're, they're a great bunch. Yeah. And um, they, re- they reminded me of... Um, like old-fashioned northerners around where I live, like um, you don't you don't see it so much these days. But I remember growing up and my parents having friends, and they were like bubbly and they'd do anything for anyone. And I got that sort of vibe when I was up in Middlesbrough yesterday. There was just a really, really good bunch of fans and a really like like I said, it was a really good day with Matt, but it was really good to be on the train home having a chat with a few Middlesbrough fans and having a couple mm-hmm. of pints before my train home as well with a few of the fans. They were just really good people. I bet they all just say, "What are you doing, being a Bristol City fan?" I get I get that all the time, mate. To be honest, <laughs> there was um we we started doing five aside at work and I wore my city shirt and then we have a um like a staff portal where there's news and stuff and anyway I, I got it put up on there. Then um some bloke commented saying up the gas and I thought nah can't <laughs> can't be. And then he just messaged re- me. Yeah. Just re- just remind the listeners um why you're a Bristol City fan. What's the history? Um. It's my dad, really. Yeah, he was he was a city fan. He was from Bristol, and then um, he joined the army. I think it was his first posting or second posting was up here. He met my mum. They had me, and then um, I went to my first game. It was Grimsby. I can't remember. I think it was ninety five. Can't can't remember the exact year. I can't even remember the score to be honest. And then mm-hmm. I just got the book for football when I was a kid. And then um, I always wanted to support Chelsea as a kid, and I did. I did follow Chelsea a little bit when I was a kid, but. Certainly, when I sort of like turned 10, 11, 12, and I had that better better understanding of football, it was it's just been City ever since. What um, was that away at Grimsby? Yeah. Okay, so it could have been. I'm, I'm wondering if it's the one where Steve Torpy scored. Remember, so it, it was either either October '94 we lost one nil. Or... I think, yeah, I think I might have been a little bit. Old. I would have only been three there. Sorry to right. Okay, make so, anyone feel old. So 1997, one-one away at Grimsby. Could have been. Yeah, that that rings a bell. I remember Steve Torpy patch. Uh, Torpy scored. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember a scoring. So I remember being adamant that I wanted to stand on the seat when we scored for him. We, okay. I think me, me and my dad, we always used to have the not argument, but he always used to say that um, my first game was. I, I tell you what, it was. Um, because I went to Chesterfield not long after, and that was Sean Dyche's debut on that day. So um, probably had to pinpoint it to a year then. Okay. All right. I can do that for you. But in the meantime, Matt, do you want to uh, take away the predictions and ratings? We'll do indeed, yeah. Um, so we know um, Gordy wants us to bring in a slope rating, but we're not thinking about that until next season, <laughs> if we do. Um, in terms of our averages, um, so thank you to everybody that, that responded um we've got a, an average rating of 6.62 from rob blamey up to rob at 7.99 um <laughs> yeah lots of kind of you know sevens um and above so yeah all um 
all there or thereabouts. Made um, an interesting point uh, yesterday, Matt. If that's if that bet three six five was correct and it was two two, the the ratings would have inevitably dipped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think. Um, well, it, it, again, it's like like I was saying. Then when you when you you're coming away from a game, you kind of forget the performance, and it's about the victory, you know, and mm. and the three points. So, yeah, yeah it was. Um, we 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 were deserving yesterday of that victory. Make no yeah. mistake of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Throughout, but yeah, we did we did walk away a little bit deflated because it should have been more comfortable. So yeah, um, and it, again, an, another interesting one is when you looked at the the city poll. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure Jason Knight. Um, yes, you did. It was Knight. Yeah, it was Knighty, wasn't it? Um, but I know I saw something from from Dave Febs. Um, Obviously, we've got a yeah, friend of the show. Um, had sort of said that George Tanner was his man of the match, and he didn't even make the poll. And it is an interesting one. And I think you know, Patrick, because you've done it before. Are you, are you restricted to only having four that you can have on there? Yes, yeah, right, fine. So, it, it with the ones that were on there, Max, Rob Dickey, Matty James, and Jason Knight, they were all in the mix as well. So, I can understand that, but yeah, I, I agree with Febs. I think George should have been in there as well, but. Um, you know, it's as we say, it's an, an average player rating that we do, and it's not about the performance. Performance-wise, yesterday, it's a nine in the first half from the team, and probably a seven in the second half because of the the way that we defended. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of our averages, six point six two from Rob up to seven point nine nine with um, with Rob, but not Rob Blaney. Um, so for me. Um, and obviously Tom can, can comment for probably 60 minutes of it from what you can remember, but um, I've gone, I've gone Max O'Leary eight and, and Max was my man of the match. And, and I talked about Jason Knight, George, Rob Dickey, Matty James, who were all excellent, but the saves that Max made and, and in particular the one-on-one, and there was another one late on as well. Um, he's, he came for a couple of catches, Tom, didn't he? Where when we were really under pressure and you just sense the relief in it. Yeah, um, he, he came for and, one right at the end. Yeah. I remember him catching that, and I think, yeah, we've done it now. And it's one of those, and, and ironically, Patch, because I've said it a few times about Max, I? that I don't think he makes the world he saves that, that win you the points. He won us the points yesterday. Um, you know, he, he, he was that good. And I also gauge fans that are in and around me and walking out, and I was asking a number of them, and everyone that I asked said Max O'Leary, clear man of the match. Um, so, you know, you, you do get a difference from listening, watching and, and, and kind of being there. But yeah, Matt, Max for me was man of the match with an eight. Um, and then that that's, um, puts him quite second, high in, up, a, second in a row for Max. Um, yeah, he's had some, he's had, he's had some. Yeah. yeah. He's got four man of the matches, I think, um, okay. which is the same with Jason Knight. Um, Rob Dickey's got six. Zach Viner has got five. Okay. Um, and actually, that that also feels about right. You know, if, if I was asked for my player of the year at the moment, I'd probably go Rob Dickey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so and then at the back, um, as I said, George, I thought was superb, was absolutely in the reckoning for man of the match, um, was was my second choice for it behind, behind Max. So I've given George an eight. Um, Campering, he, he certainly got a knock and a couple of nasty challenges on him. Yes. Um, but we got caught a, quite a bit. Everything was coming down our left-hand side, their right. Um, I do think a large part of it was because he wasn't getting protection from Anis. 
um, whereas he was in the first half from, from Harry Cornick. Not all the time, as I mentioned, but more so. Um, but I went six for Cam because um, he wasn't quite at the levels that he has been. Um, obviously, had to leave the field with what looked like a, a knee injury. And I don't know if it was a knock or um, if it you know, was anything more than that. So that will be one to watch for on He on looked Tuesday. in um, quite a lot of discomfort with yeah. particularly one at the second of the two sort of challenges. Yeah. Um, he so yeah, he I was went down a couple of times during the game and, and yeah, that, that really last one. With one. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that is what it was. It was a, it was a, a an impact injury um, and they're often easier to, to respond to, aren't they? So, but yeah, so I went six for Cam. Um, the two centre-backs, I've already talked about Rob Dickey, for me, was again in the argument for, for man of the match. I went eight for Rob, which again, when you, you go back to how he looked very early on um, with that initial challenge, you almost felt when you've sort of been looked at, he looked to be a little bit all over the place and he, he might even have to leave the field. Um, and then he had a couple of challenges in the second half as well. So for him to get through it and to get through it after the performance that he put in on Wednesday as well. And I think what you've got to remember from a defensive point of view, you might not have to put in the the groundwork and the running that, that your midfielders and your attackers do, but your concentration levels are, are far greater. Um, and the way that, that, that he played yesterday, I, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, so it was it was an eight for Rob. Zach slightly less so. I went seven for Zach, still, still really good. But yeah, seven for Zach. And then in terms of um, subs, Ross McCrory, I went six. Um, and Hayden Roberts, I went six as well. Um, both of those kind of came on, did their job. Um, I, I do like Hayden Roberts. I think Hayden Roberts is a really cultured footballer. Um, so, yeah, for, for both of them, I, I went two sixes. Um, Midfield-wise, um, Taylor Gardner-Hickman, I went seven. Matty James, I went eight. And, and the goal adds to that, but... I just felt with Matty James, it was a really, really controlled performance. There was one passage of play, like I said, where they he was popping the ball off, receiving it back, and then popping it off again. Um, yeah, it was it was a, a, a really good performance from from Matty. And Taylor showed his energy levels, got on the ball, won the ball, made a number of really good telling passes. Um, so I was I was I was really impressed with him as well. But um, I went seven for Taylor. Um, and then ninety. Um, Again, in that discussion for man of the match, you know, scored the goal. His press is unbelievable. Um, I went an eight for 90. Um, <laughs> I thought thought he was excellent. Um, and then up front, or oh, sorry, wide, you've got Sammy Bell. I went seven. Sam put in a hell of a shift yesterday. Should have scored, as I said, but but also, you know, his, his defensive elements was, was excellent and he got into a number of really good positions. Um on the back of, as I said, a difficult night for him on Wednesday. So a seven for Sam. Um, Harry Cornick and Mackie Wells, I went two sevens. Harry probably ten. also... <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten, ten for, for Rob. Um, I'd like to have seen Harry stayed on and, you know, and he got that goal as well. But it, it was arguably the best performance from Harry Conway as a starter um, for Bristol City. Harry Conway? Um, Harry Cornick. Did I say Conway? Yeah. Sorry, then it was at that. Um for Harry Cornick, yeah. Um so I went seven. Um and then Anis and Tommy, I went two sixes. Didn't didn't quite happen for, for Anis uh, or for Tommy. I toyed with a five for Anis, but he's he's 
he has to have been told to keep coming inside. He did carry the ball forward a, a number of times, um, but defensively wasn't great. So I kind of I was torn between a five and a six, and that, and actually because we've we've ended up winning the game, and he was part of that, and he did actually make a really really good challenge late on. Um, I then gave him the the benefit of the doubt and gave him a six. Tommy, I went six. Nothing really came to him. Um, I hope with Tommy that the, the kind of situation around the contract and the noise that this kind of being made, the, the fact that whether clubs were in for him um, during January, I don't know. There was lots of media speculation, especially in, in terms of um, Glasgow Rangers. Um, I just hope that, you know, Tommy is able to concentrate on his footballing. I think we'll probably see Tommy start on Tuesday, to be honest with you, against Southampton. I just think, um, he, I think that's I just, where he is, you know, he's rotating things. I just think that that um, we'd invited the pressure on from Middlesbrough. He was isolated up top, yeah. and he had he had a, he did a lot of running, a lot of closing down, a lot of a lot of chasing balls, but just didn't have the chance to really get on the ball other than it, once or I twice. I, I can yeah, think. there was there was one ball that the defender just managed to cut out, um, and he still put a shift in. Hence the six. You know, there's no, it's not a, a you know Tommy didn't have a bad game. It was just he, it, as you say, Patchy didn't really get any opportunities. And I don't know if I said Naki or not, but Naki was a seven, chalk and cheese from what he was like the other night. His press was excellent. Um, he really put them under pressure. So, yeah, um, it was a seven for Naki. So, overall, that gives us an average rating of seven. Um, what, 7.00? 7.00, yeah. Wow. Um, and we did actually have a 7.00. Um, and that is Simon Offspinner, who um, who <laughs> tweeted a, a a picture of Len Ganley with a seven. So uh, yeah, seven. Uh, so Simon, if you want to, sorry, email who, in. Len who? Yeah, who did I say Len Ganley? Who the hell <laughs> is Len, Len Ganley? Ganley? Snook, was he a snooker referee? I got a feeling he was a snooker know. referee. What was Len's name? Len, Len Goodman. Goodman. Len Goodman. Yeah, Len Goodman. I think Len Ganley was a snooker. Yeah, he was a snooker referee. <laughs> Got Harry, God, Con- Harry Conway, tells, Len tells Ganley. You how, tells you how tired I am. You'd recognise Len Ganley as well if you Google him. Um, very famous snooker referee. Okay. Um, probably before your time, to be fair, because it was like 70s, 80s that he was the, the main man. Um, but Len Goodman, sorry, yeah, with the seven. You tell how tired I am. <laughs> um, so, and then for, for Liam, it's got to be an eight, two, one away at, at Borough. Um, with, a, as I say, the first half performance where he got his sub spot on. Um, yeah, it's got to be an eight. So the message for Simon Offspinner from Len Ganley is yep. to send us an email, 3piapc at gmail.com with your address and uh, Matt will get the, uh, the the beer mat slash coaster off to you in the post. Yeah, and I think um, I sent off Julian Haynes' yesterday, but we were still waiting on um, James Prestige and Chris from, uh, from the Leeds United game. I don't think they've had theirs, so... They have to claim yeah, yeah. it. They have to claim yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's not it's not a season long one. If you don't claim it by next week, apologies. <laughs> Brilliant. Love that. Right. Okay. So a good win on the road, all in all. Um looking ahead to Tuesday now, Southampton. We went toe to toe and were better than Southampton at uh, at their ground a few months back, I thought. And it was first one, of half. The, one of the best, yeah, one of the one of the best first halves that I I'd, I'd seen. 
um, from City in, in recent times. But uh, obviously they grew into it and there was that worldy goal from, is it Walker, Walker Peters? Walker Peters, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cracking goal on it. So it'd be interesting to see how, how Tuesday goes. But no, no reason well, to give them a game. When you see their result yesterday, they patched. They went dear. 5 3, was it? Uh, yeah, they were 2 0 down, 3 2 down. Yeah. Um, have you seen, uh, sorry, have you seen the goal that someone posted off? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. On the, I was going to say camera, camera phone, on, on their phone. And, and yeah. Half, what Fizzed. a finish, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so so Tom, your team then, your team selection for Tuesday. Uh Harry Cornick up top. Uh, <laughs> Harry Cornick in defense. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably I'll probably say the same to be honest. Um unless uh, Twine is fit enough to start, I'll probably go the same to be honest. I've, um yeah, I was happy with the team. I'll probably set up the same. Maybe no, no, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd go the same, I think. Matt for you. I think the back the back four and Max obviously probably well obviously stays the same for me. Tanner Viner, Dickie Pring. Uh I'd go Williams and James as the two, personally. Um, and then it's the four that I'm not sure about. So Conway up top and then the three. So Knight. And then either side, Bell, Mametti, Cornick, Twine, Sykes isn't fit, potentially. Yeah. Boudet I mean... could could play. If if we if we haven't got any of the returning players available, i.e. Sykes or Twine, um, I think it will be the same back four. It will depend on on Pring, obviously. If not, then Roberts comes in for Pring. Um, I don't particularly like a midfield of James and Williams. Okay. Um, I I don't I don't generally feel that that that's a midfield pairing that works. So the mobile the, and the father, Matt, them two in the Well, middle. that's that's kind of what worries me. Um, I do think that. That Williams has improved that, but on the basis of yesterday, it, it seems to be a bit of a common thing that he rotates two of the three. I, I think it might be Williams and TGH, um, and that's what it would be for me. Okay. Um, Sam, Sam Bell on the right. Um, I, I'd like to see Mabude on the left. Um, I don't think Anis is doing enough, and, and as I say, it worries me defensively just how he switches off. Um, and I, I know fans that sit in front um, or behind, sorry, the, the, the dugout. I've talked about how often sort of Liam Manning seems to have to talk Mametti through games. As, as I say yesterday, I just thought it was, it was such an obvious mm. um, change that needed to be made in terms of our, our shape that Mametti needed to stay wide. And that worried me. So dependent on, on where Mabudi is in, in his fitness and, you know, understanding of what Liam Manning wants from him. Yeah. Um, I would go that and I would probably go to Tommy to start as well because again rotating at the top. Um okay. and with not Knighty in behind the game yet. So so Max and then Tanner Viner Dickie Pring, Williams TGH, Bell, Knight, Mabudi, and Conway, Conway up top is our yeah. starting eleven. Uh, no mention of McCrory in in that. Um Tanner starts ahead of him and it's- McCrory yeah. just needs continually to needs to get minutes to get up to hundred percent. It, it's you know Josh Tanner can't can't be dropped at the moment. He's playing that well that you you can't drop the lad. Um, so yeah, um, and I I don't think we'll see the best of McCrory until next season. He came on yesterday, a couple of really good challenges. There was one block in the box that he made. Yeah, um, but still not not quite the marauding. Um, 
player that we expect going forward. Um, and I think that is all down to just getting his, his fitness. So but I yeah, wonder I thought, if um, we'll I see. We'll keep. Yeah, I, I wonder if we'll see McCrory in the Williams TGH James slot at some point because I think I've said it before in the podcast. A couple of Aberdeen fans I've spoken to have said that's his best position. Um, is is in that sort of holding midfield role and and ability yeah. to go forward. But it's interesting, isn't it? If, if, it's a, it if it's a player you feel your best position is is a position, but fans think something different, um, then yeah, you, you kind of wonder because he certainly sees himself on the right hand side of defence, doesn't he? So, um, and he might he might change shape and go three five because he wants to to pour and put more in the midfield against Southampton because of how much they want the ball and they will pass you to death if you're not careful won't they so um you know they, they have to look at who's available again it's a really really quick turnaround um you assume today that they will be in um you know recovering in the the ice chain the, the, the um cryogenic cryogenic chamber um you know and, and all the other sort of facilities they've got and maybe again tomorrow, you know, walking through some stuff as opposed to anything physical yeah, because more walking football celebrations <laughs> come Tuesday. <laughs> and you can, you know, I know I know they I, I don't know. I assume they flew up um on Friday. They may have got the coach up, I don't know, but you assume they flew up and then got the coach back yesterday. But even on a, a coach, it's a long old trip back in, you know, um when you've put in a sort of shift that they've done they're going to have been knackered. So yeah, you can't see him doing too much before Tuesday. And then it's about who really is available in, uh, yeah, can, can do it. There was one moment patch. I think you, you clipped it, but Joe Williams, when he showed those quick feet on the touchline yeah. and got away, you kind of had to look at it and think, God, who's that? And then you realize it's Joe <laughs> Williams. And it's, it's an interesting one about the contract situation with, with Joe, because mm. he's obviously from, from up North, um, I would absolutely expect teams in the championship um, up north to be looking at Joe Williams being out of contract mm. and, um, you know, hopefully he's keen to stay. He certainly made the right noises when, when I've heard him interviewed in the past. He seems settled, but hopefully um, they can sort something out because I think he could be a really big player for us. Right, let's leave it there. A big thanks to Tom, as always. And Tom, um, Shepherd Wednesday away. We'll yes, mate. Quick we'll turnaround as well. Two weeks, isn't it? Two weeks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah see you there, guys. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll be back on Wednesday or Thursday with the Southampton reaction. Matt, any one final thing from you? Only about Sheffield Wednesday. We'll have to have a, a little chat because I was chatting to Tom yesterday. We might be best to sort of park in Meadowhall um, and get the, the tram up. Um, yeah, that's what I think I've done that before. Yeah. Either yeah. that, or you can, or you can jump on. I can't remember what I'm doing on the pod, but you can jump on the train in this about ten minutes to city centre. Then there's a there's a really really good um, bar in the um, train station. It's uh, they do all like old real ales and stuff like that. No, oh, right. no, no Carlin or anything, but it's it's all right in there. <laughs> Oh, right, his, well, little, his little face when he walked yeah. in the Central yesterday and they had Carling on draft. It was like, <laughs> I, how brilliant is this? Carling on draft, Cornick starting, happy days. I think he just is drinking it just because he's been coined as Carling Tom. He don't I actually know. like it. He yeah. don't actually like it like uh, like I don't. So there we go. Right. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Don't forget to follow us over on X at 3PIAPC and we'll be back soon. Cheers, all. Take care, all. Cheers, lads.